Um, okay, we're uh, we're recording. This is uh, Monday, April twenty fourth. Another big show. Some exciting news today on the program. Going to be welcoming a new sponsor. We're going to get to that. We got all kinds yeah, of stuff. That's always good news. That's always good news. A new sponsor. That's good news, y'all. Yeah. I'm, at some point, you're going to hear the new sponsor alert music. And I want everyone to pay attention when that happens. We, we have music for that. <laughs> that's, it's, up until about five minutes ago, we didn't have official ones, but I, I picked out some. Wow. So every new sponsor we get, we'll, we'll play this. this well, I think so. Well, it's been a while since we've had a brand new sponsor. I mean, Bodog came back. GoDaddy came back. But in the future, should you hear this music? That will indicate. That wow, will indicate must, a new sponsor. You must have spent a lot of minutes working on that. I spent a total of three no. minutes. <laughs> That's a great idea because if there's sponsors out there and they've been, you know, sort of on the fence deciding should I or should I not advertise with Humble and Fred, that that could be the decider. They get to hear that music around their product. We've got them. Exactly. We've got them. If you're a potential sponsor, this could be you. Mm-hmm. Hold on. <laughs> uh, but this morning wow. when you hear that music, it will be a new sponsor alert. Uh, we've right. got a couple other little uh, fun things planned. So I think now that Dan Duran has uh, decided to join us. What was the problem? Your computer did something? The dog ate your to, computer? Uh, this computer I have has a bad battery in it. And, mm. and, and, you know, to replace the batteries, might as well buy a new computer. So I just haven't got to it. And I forgot to plug it in. And then it, uh, I went to turn it on. And it's, oh, okay, now, now where's the charger? So, you know, mm. wandering around looking for a charger and then putting it in and then, you know, and rebooting and all that. So there you go. That's where we're... we're uh, That's cool. That's what is that thing? Oh, go ahead, Freddie. I'm just going to say, it tells me that this show is not top of mind for you. Oh, my God. It's so far down the list. It's so far down the list. You know what? He just... He probably... Because I I do a checklist every Sunday. Of course you do. Every every Sunday I do a checklist. Is everything in order? Is my computer plugged in? Is my battery up? Because, you know... It's top of mind. What is that thing behind you, Dan Duran? It looks like a. Uh, an out- it looks like an outdoor ashtray. What is that? Oh, that. Oh, that's my. It's uh, my flame. My uh, uh, I don't know tornado flame or something. I can't remember what they actually call it. But it's, uh, oh, it's like an outdoor heater. And, and yeah, nice with a big oh, glass cool. yeah, uh, seen cylinder. Cool. Yeah. I have it up at the lake, and when I move up to the lake, there I'll be uh, you know moving that thing up. There. Yeah, this is the uh, final week of Dan Duran. Uh, the roommate man. Yeah. Dan's moving out. Spencer's moving in. Mm-hmm. It's That'll be, be a sad day. That'll well, be a sad day for Well, I know. Yes. It's going to be a sad day for everybody. Um, <laughs> I said to Dan, I said to Dan, hey, Dan, Wednesday's your last day, you know. You know, you've been here for seven months, and it's been, uh, you know, an experience having you here. I said, maybe we should do something to, you know, in recognition of your last day. And his answer was parade. <laughs> I just thought, you know, I th- and I thought to myself, parade? Man, you would suck at Family Feud. <laughs> All right, uh, family, you've been living with somebody for seven months, and you're about to leave. What should you do to celebrate? Survey says, Dan, parade? No! Boo! <laughs> 
What did you? You had something like a nice dinner in mind or something? Something. Yeah. Dan, Dan's mind went to. I don't know. Well, should we have a parade? <laughs> <laughs> I found that procession out back there. I found it hilarious. Is what I found it. (laughs) (laughs) Pull out the humble and Fred float. Survey. Survey says have dinner. Dan's like, no, no, no. That's not it. It's parade. All right. Well, listen. Yeah. Let's get the show started because there's already been that. Okay. Now is this where you play the music? Then no, no. You're going to give. Sort of a do, reveal. Yeah, you do the reveal, and then right. we'll do his, uh, the music. Okay, here we go. Yeah, all right. Here you go. This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from the well-equipped Humble and Fred Studios in Toronto, from our cottage-like Brampton facility, and from Lisa's dining room table in Peterborough. And is brought to you by Bodog, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Air Adventures, EVNet.ca, GoDaddy, and our newest sponsor, Architect Outdoor Living, better building by design. And now here are two men who spent the weekend working on their new business idea of filling swimming pools because they know they should they can just grab a hose and sit there and watch water. Mm. It's Water Watchers, Humble and Fred. <laughs> Thank you, Dan Duran. Yes, you revealed the name, and it's... You know, I've been practicing this for uh, the last little while. <clears throat> let me get the uh, let me get this finished. Oh, and by the way, on the show today, uh, we have a special... I would call it special. A uh, little presentation for Freddie. Right. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. What a surpri- surprise presentation! Well, not anymore. <laughs> well, I don't know what it is, so it's still a. Surprise. Well, oh no, it's a surprise for you. But oh, the, okay. the fact that there's going to be a presentation is no longer, no longer a surprise. Su- no longer a surprise. Yeah. What could that be? Hmm. Well, hmm. I'll tell you. There, there's a bit of a story that goes with it, and uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But first, Dan Duran. Breaking sponsorship news. Our newest sponsor, Archideck. Outdoor living. Better by, no, better building. Better building by design. Better building by design, Dan Duran. Archideck. I feel like I'm on the anchor desk with you. Dan Duran and I are presenting Archideck. Better building by design. And uh, we're thrilled to have this company in it. It's kind of been a, a couple months in the uh, in the making, and uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a locally owned it's a national brand, but there's a locally owned connection to it. Uh, the Keats are uh, the people here in Toronto. And Freddie, when I told you about it, you thought this was a great idea because a lot of people who listen to our program are in the idea of maybe making home improvements for whatever reason, and and nothing does. Uh, a backyard good like a a beautiful outdoor deck absolutely absolutely list that finishes off a backyard you know and sometimes people are in a situation their backyard might be a little bit different or have some variations that you know might be challenging for a deck well that's why you uh, need the people at Archideck. They can figure it all out for you. They can figure it all out. I'm just going to apologize to uh, Craig and Stacy um, in advance. We are going to boot Archideck a bunch of times. We're going to say. I don't think I am. Huh. Okay, good. 
<laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you won't be doing it for a while, but we'll see. But uh, Arkadeck. Arkadeck. Dan, you try it. Arkadeck. I like you it. Have, if you have patio doors, but no deck, <laughs> get Arkadeck. Arkadeck Outdoor Living is the largest and oldest outdoor living builder in North America. There's 88 locations building more than 150,000 projects around the continent. And our new clients are the Keats, Stacy, and Craig. It's a family-owned business. They own one. They, they own the location here in Toronto. They're called the Toronto East Branch. So when you go to Arkadeck.com, which we would really encourage you to do, what you do is just put in your uh, postal code and uh, they will find you. They're uh, general contractors that specializes in outdoor projects only. Gentlemen, that's structures like porches, patios, outdoor kitchens. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pool houses. Pool houses. Nice. Hardscapes wow. and decks. A lot of those things I'm familiar with. I'm not sure uh, 100% what a hardscape is, but we're going to find out. They build lots and lots of decks. They design and build beautiful outdoor living spaces for homeowners, and they're very good at it. By the way, if you've just joined us, you're in the middle of a new sponsor alert. Dan? New sponsor, Architect Outdoor Living. Better building by design. Uh, They uh, do lots of uh, decks and they're good at it. Here's why. Number one, they're experts in design and uh, construction. They also put their customers at the center of their business and they back up their claims and their work with real warranties. Every project has a one-year warranty on workmanship, a two-year warranty on construction, and a national guarantee completion fund that ensures every project is completed to your specifications. These people aren't messing around. These warranties are offered by a third party and are documented in writing for every client, and they are real which I think is uh, one of the great aspects of this. And Craig is going to be on with us in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, a lot of times you do projects around your home and or do projects in general. And you never know when that thing's going to be over. No, that's so true. So true, Howard. Mm-hmm. Projects can take forever sometimes if you don't sometimes have the right people can. doing them. You know, mm-hmm. right? they, can take, <laughs> they can take a really long time, a project, you know. Yeah. Even you if that establish person establish up front what kind of project you want and what exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Architect Outdoor Living, Better Building by Design, and they're now an official Humble and Fred sponsor. They're experts, and you can find them at Archadec.com. That's Archadec.com. All right. Another great thing about the the spring, you know, when you hear skill saws and building going on in a neighborhood, it's the good weather's here and it's time to improve. And a deck, oh man, nothing like having a beautiful deck with a barbecue, nice chairs, sitting area, maybe a fire pit. <clears throat> That's living in Canada. It yeah, really man. is. And uh, you've been listening to an official Humble and Fred new sponsor alert, Architect. Archidec Outdoor Living. Better build about is that. Decks, porches, patios, and more. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. Uh, it was quite a weekend uh, for uh, for everybody. Uh, Dan, uh, you were in Peterborough. Freddie, I know you were in front of the television. Uh, I was corresponding mm-hmm. with the Fred man a little bit about uh, his beloved uh, hockey club. Um, I don't know. Do you want to talk about it now, or should we uh, stand? 
should we uh, leave it for a bit? Because uh, I know Dan has zero interest in the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, progress in the playoffs. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's nice. They, they did some winning, right? Yes. They won something? Quite yeah. a bit of winning. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, again, there, there's probably not a lot to say, right? We've uh, been up this road before, and uh, it's all about the close. Mm. If they're in a position to close this series, can they? And uh, listen, if they win tonight which I guess is conceivable. They won on Saturday night. Well, they'll have three chances to close out the series. Will they be able to? That is the question. Because the previous six years, they haven't been able to. Oh, no. The uh, history of... I don't even know. I was going to... It's not complete incompetence because they've gotten themselves in position several times over the last few springs to actually close the deal. But they don't seem to be able to. Well, they can't seem to take that step. You know, last year they had two chances. The year before, they had three chances. The year before that, two chances. I think the year before that, one chance in Game 7. So, uh, that's the next step for this team. Can they do it? I wish I had a better memory because, really, there's so much... There's so much history of just incompetence, <laughs> whatever. But the one that I, I always think of, and it's come up, I think you were referring to it, was they were literally leading in Game 7, were they not? Was it Boston that they they came oh, yeah. back and lost? <laughs> yeah, I've lost track. <laughs> it's, it's, pick a series, pick a series. No, it's true. It yeah. is. It's like, what? Did they lose to everyone? They've lost to a lot of people, but I thought the Boston one was the one where they were way up and then they... They actually. Oh, that was t- that was 2013. That's not even part of this recent history. That's not even part of the last six years. Oh, it's not. No, that's in a category of all, all its own. It's a category, but they have. I think against last time they played Boston, I believe in 2018, whatever it was. Uh, I think they went into the third period with a 3-2 lead and ended up losing it. Last year, Game 7 against uh, Tampa Bay, they're down 2-1. All they had to do was score a goal to tie it, and they couldn't. That's why it was encouraging Saturday night for them to score a goal in the last minute to tie it, and then overtime. Now, that's encouraging. Okay, well, before we get into the, yeah. the, the nuts and bolts of the game, and, and then because I, I, I wanted to do that with you, uh, after right. we after we let Dan go because he's got to do some stuff he's not going to be around for the news today so there was a couple other things that I wanted to do when Dan was here right. and then you and I can unpack the Maple Leafs because yeah as you know I watch both games and with interest by the way and by the and by the way for people who don't follow hockey there was uh, what they they've now won two two games to the the to the one games. yes they have yeah, a two so two three games series. in yeah two two games right <sighs> they won. But you and know, one I, was away, right? One was away. They one won was, in. They won in Tampa Bay on. Uh, yeah, they've wrestled back home ice advantage. Yes. So, but there's a couple things that are sort of Dan Duran centric that I thought would be good Dan Duran stories to, and then mm-hmm. and then we'll uh, let Dan go on and do his uh, his real job. So yesterday, I'm walking Stan, and I think I'm thinking about today and you and how. Uh, Actually, how it started when I was thinking, what am I going to do Monday night? And I'm like, oh, I know. I'm going to watch the Maple Leafs. As I have the last couple of games. All, all the games. And then I started thinking about you. <laughs> and I started thinking, like, how exciting this is. I, I know you like to play it down because, oh, let's see, let's see if they can close. You always come up with some thing. But I thought, you know, it's pretty happy for my bunny. And I like it when his team wins. And then I... 
I composed, as I was walking Stan, I composed this song. Would you like to hear it? Mm. Sure. Uh, Dan and I have never rehearsed, so please. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way we do things. Um, 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 I'll go low, okay? I'm going to... Some bum 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 like um ready? Let's see if we can do it yeah. together. Here we go. Okay. One. So you want me high and yeah, you go, you go a little higher. I'll go a little lower. Okay. One, two, three. Freddy's, Freddy's got. got so we got to do it. We got to start at the same time. Is there a, is there a delay? Well, I don't know if we let's did. Start at the same we time. didn't. You were a little pa- after me. So let's try it again. Three, two. Freddy's, Freddy's got, got a chub. Freddy's, Freddy's got, got a chub. chub. What is up? Wow. Okay, we can't do it together. So I'm just going to do it. Because <laughs> of the I, delay. I, I thought there was going to be a delay, Fred, but I, I have put some thought into this. So it's oh, very oh, simple. Yeah, yeah. It's and very I'm simple. Huge, I'm a huge Aerosmith fan. I know you are. Yeah, so I start, uh-huh. as I'm walking, I started thinking, Freddy's got a chub. Bum, 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 bum. Freddy's got a chub. Bum, bum. What does our Freddy do when the leafers, they don't make a poo? And I started singing that, thinking, oh, I would present that to you as a gift. <laughs> no, what does our Freddy do if the leafs don't make it through? No, but, well, but this first part What's, was... Why does it have to have poo in it? Because it's when they, okay. don't, when they don't shit the bed. Oh, okay. It gives you a chub. Oh, what does our Freddy do when the leafers, they don't make a poo... There's a second song I wrote <laughs> because I thought, okay, that's good for Freddie when they don't shit the bed. But, but I said to myself, but I have to, I want him to feel like I did have a song ready. Should they also go the other way? And I was going to sing it with Dan, but now I realize we can't do it together. But the other song I had was just shit, 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 shit the bed, bed. Bed, shit the bed. And it just goes on from there. Bed, 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 bed shit the bed, bed, shit the bed. bed, bed <laughs> well, here's the thing. I called Dan. It's about quarter to seven. I said, are you awake? And he's like, yeah. I go, okay, call me. And, uh, and then I said, I'm going to do this song for Fred. And then uh, a few minutes ago, he said, what about the lyrics? <laughs> I said, well, I, I think I explained the lyrics. So now I have a message on my phone um, that explains shit, 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 shit to bed, 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 mm-hmm. shit to bed, 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 shit to bed. And, and it just goes on from there. Anyway, I just want you to know that, that there, was some, there was some thought. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was thinking about it and I, I was... Uh, Happy for you, to the point that... Please it, it, tell me that wasn't the special presentation. Yeah, that was it. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sitting here all excited thinking, oh, what have they got in store? Oh, that's yeah. it? Yeah, oh, that was thanks. it. Yeah. Thanks. Well, that's did, you, did you want to go on the Peter Rowe Walk of Fame, perhaps? Is that what you're thinking <laughs> did, about? Did you really think it was... I, I'm sorry if you thought it was going to be something like, yeah, you're, you're being inducted into something. I, I didn't know. Your mind I went just, wild. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, for budding podcaster, this is called show prep. When you know, oh when yeah, well that's advance, the thing. Right? Yeah, we, that was show prep. Yeah, I I suspected. I wonder if you and I is it just Dan's and a there's a there's a I knew there'd be a bit of a delay. You mean more wires? Or well, something? I'm wondering if are are you and I on the same delay? Like if I said to you, three, two, one, shit, shit, not you, Frederick. Oh. Mm-hmm. So three, two, one, shit. shit. Yeah, he and I are in the same. We're okay. we're linked up. Well, I'm sorry. Well, no, I didn't, dude. It's not your fault. I just suspected as much. 
Anyway, uh, that you know, I, you know why that was a special presentation. Mm-hmm. Think about the thought that went into trying to delight you. I mean, we failed, <laughs> but uh, there was definitely our intention. Yes, there are certain levels of uh, titillation, and that was you know somewhere mid range. Uh, but it was uh, very nice, thoughtful. Would it have been yeah. better if we'd been able to do it in sync? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'd, we'd, we'd have pulled it off, I think. Yeah, I, I Maybe agree. Maybe more than two lines. Yeah, well, that's the thing, is it? Maybe some instruments and things. <laughs> I did look. <laughs> funny you say that. Because part of my show prep this morning, I was like, karaoke Aerosmith. Where is that? And that would have made it even worse. Did you look for Jeannie's Got a Gun? Or I did. was it Annie's Got a Gun? No, it's Jeannie's Got a Gun. Yeah, I know it is. But if you searched for the wrong thing, you may not have been able no, to find it. No, I did it, find you know? it. Yeah. And not I imagine, to, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dan. I, was just, this, I imagine this is the kind of thing that our newest sponsor, Architect Outdoor Living, has just right. bought into. Yeah. Th- think, listen, they know the show. They know this is the show. <laughs> They're not surprised at all. Oh, yeah, this won't surprise them. Okay. And not to piss on your parade and um, all that, uh, but really, I'm, I haven't got a chub yet. Again, I will get a chub if they close out the series. I've been up this road before. It, it does nothing for me. I sit like a zombie on the couch. Mm-hmm. Very unemotional. I do. And I sit yeah. like a zombie on the couch. I do. I just sit in the, and I stare at the at the screen, and I wonder, you know, in that second period, why? Anyway, we'll talk. Yeah, about yeah. It we'll, get, we'll break down the game. Like, like how? Why is this happening? Why does T.J. Brody take the puck from behind his net and shoot it right in front of his own net? Like, why do these things happen? You can't do that. Yeah. If you get deeper in the playoffs. So all these things are going through my mind. So when they close, I will get a chub. Okay. Well, and then maybe can I bring back that song? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Game Seven in this series, Fred, if will you be like uh, if it went like into overtime? Would he you can't. Then he be can't. Emotional? He can't. He's not ready for a Game Seven. He's, he can't handle it. Well, oh. I am though, Howard, because I've I've seen them all before. So if there's a Game Seven, I will be completely prepared for them to fuck it up somehow. But if they don't, I'll get a chub. Okay. All exactly. right. Let's get back to the game because even I. I'm not. I'm not a Leaf fan, but I have now been around it enough that even I have some jadedness on me, and I will tell you some of the things I was saying to myself during the uh, the last okay. period. Pardon me. Okay. I was going to say during the last mm-hmm. period of the uh, third game. Um, so before you go, Dan, uh, there's another subject I thought that you would be able to participate in, and I know I brought this up before. I know it's not new. But it happened to me again, and I thought, you know, there's got to be a, a way to get around this without everyone feeling awkward. And I'm talking about tipping on pickup. I know, again, I know I've talked about it before, but here's the thing. I went and picked up some food, and uh, I, so I, I make the order on the phone. I walk down the street to pick it up. It's fantastic food. And I get some extra so I can have it for like, like a day, you know, like another meal. And the bill is, let's say it's 50 bucks. And I go in there and there's people sitting down. There's a, in fact, the place is packed. So they're being served. But I go in there and literally the transaction was 18 seconds. There's a paper bag with my name on it. I go, Howard for pickup. They go, oh, hi, hi, Howard. And then they get a machine and they put the machine in front of me. And the first thing on the machine is tip, yes or no. There's no, I'm sorry, not yes or no, tip, uh, percentage or dollar. There's no way to change that page. So I awkwardly hit tip, hoping I can put zero in. And the first option is 18%. And I had to say to the person, where's the I'm not giving you a tip 
I have to say that. In, in those there words. wasn't a custom button? In this particular case, it, I couldn't find it. And you know what? I, I, okay. I, was, I was already feeling a little awkward. So they have to take the machine back for me, find it for me, and I just hit my, my card and leave. You're tapped out. Mm-hmm. But thing is, I'm, as I'm walking home, I'm thinking, you know, you, I, I, we made the transaction. You said the, the, the food was going to be $42 plus tax, so it's 50 bucks. And now you want me to give you 20% on top of that for walking down the street and picking it up. Yeah. It's like, why don't you just tell me the food is going to be $60 and then we'll call it a day. I bring it up to you guys again because I, there's got to be a way around this now. I know we're all trying to make a living and they keep people who work in restaurants. Or I get all that. But when it comes to pickup, you don't make the skip the dishes guy tip you. I'm basically the skip the dishes guy for myself. Uh, well, again, you look for the custom button, which I do, and uh, I tip uh, accordingly to the situation. Uh, you know, in the past week, I used Uber for the very first time. The car came off without a hitch. It was quite nice. I left the guy a bit of a tip. But uh, for the first time ever, I used Uber Eats. And again, it, was, it ended up being a little bit frustrating. It was the first time I used it, so I got a $25 discount fell out of the air for some reason. Delise and I wanted a pizza, so I get this pizza. We build it ourselves. It's like twenty five freaking dollars, and then some wings was twelve, so that's like thirty seven. So you take twelve dollars off that, right? Or take twenty five off thirty seven. Oh, yeah. That should be twelve dollars. My bill still ended up being like twenty four dollars. Oh, you got a twenty five dollar coupon, is what you're saying? Yeah, it was twenty five. You know, it was taxes and fees, and then the driver. When it came, you know, do you want to tip your driver? I did a custom thing. I gave him five bucks mm-hmm. as opposed to 15 or 18 or whatever. Anyway, it still ended up costing me $27 for one pizza and one little shitty order of wings. And I'm thinking, is the whole world on the take? Like, I'm feeling good. I get $25 off and then my head's spinning. It's like, how did that just cost me? Anyway, well, you're, but it was yeah. the same thing. And after the guy leaves, it keeps sending me the alerts. Would you like to change your tip? No, no, I know. no, I know. <laughs> I, d- I don't. <laughs> you know, for me, I mean, in the city, Uber, I've been using Uber Eats a long time. I use it all, for a long time. I use it all the time. Right. And you just kind of accept that, you know, those are the prices. Even if you hadn't got the $25 off. Right. The price of a pizza now is $25. Wings yes. are 12 to $15 plus the tax. So it's a $50 order. If I'd have told you what I ordered, you, you know, it was great. And I did have enough right. food for an extra meal. But that's just the standard cost of eating takeout food. Yeah, sure. Like, like I get it. Like, I know somewhere, you know, if you go to a restaurant and get, like, even a personal pizza now, it's like 20 bucks. So I get that. It's just I'm trying to do the calculation in my head of how I get a $25 pizza, $12 wings, get $25 <laughs> off, and it's still costing me almost 30 bucks. With It's just, it was like, oh, okay. I don't know what really happened there, but something happened. What? So it said taxes and fees. What are those yeah. fees? There, well, there's a fee. There's a delivery fee. So then I shouldn't have. T- uh, uh, no, that uh, delivery fee goes to Uber. The driver doesn't get that. Um, is that what? Com- first of all, what prompted? What prompted? What prompted you to to order Uber Eats for the first time? Because uh, uh, Danny was here last week and he did it, and I watched it, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. It I is try super that easy. Sometime. And then Doll and I were thinking, oh, we haven't had a pizza in a long time. Let's order a pizza. And she likes, you know, the Parmesan crust at uh, mm. Little Caesar. So that's what we got, which is good. Yeah. 
they butter it down and then sprinkle Parmesan on it. It's good. Nice. Uh, it's pretty good. A- a- anyway, I-, I went through that and, you know, and then I, t- I was telling Dan about it and he goes, you know, there's certain things you stay away from on an Uber Eats and, P- and pizza is probably one of them. Because he said you can go to see uh, Little Caesars and get a, a large hot and ready for like eight ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Like just go do that. Well, it's the other like, thing oh, about pizza too, and I'm not. It's I I I'm I'm be honest. I've never ordered pizza on Uber Eats because I have a pizza place I can walk to. Right. But it's one of those things that uh, depending, they're pretty good on delivery. But it, I've always thought pizza can cool down quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if yours was piping hot, but uh, it was all right. Yeah. But back to my scenario, Dan, mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. and I actually said out loud, can you show me where the no tip option is? Sure. Oh, that's embarrassing. It is, that's what I'm saying. It was awkward. And I fuck it. But I, I, so I said, fuck, you know, yeah. and, and, and yeah. then I sort of mumble something. Uh, I don't know what you call this. Uh, you know, no, nah, it wasn't me. You know, I sort of like you. I sort of sort of said jokingly or passive aggressively. You should be tipping me because I'm picked it up. Right. <laughs> I did. I came down the street to pick it up. Like, yes. What service? You you, you made the food. We, nice I, for them, eh? But that's the thing is, is like you guys made the food. I called you. I said you what what I wanted. I checked your menu. These are the prices you charge. You didn't say it'll be fifty dollars, but there's a tip on it for you coming to get it. And you know these things don't normally uh, aggravate me like this. But I've been to this place a few times. What what aggravated me was the idea that they just didn't hit no tip. That should be the standard. If you have a customer oh. that picks up your food, you should hand them the bill. Yeah, nobody does that now, Howard. Dan, what do you, you think? Know, and, it's, and it's another one of these COVID attachments, like, oh, you know, through COVID, we all struggled. I, I know. So, anyway. I know we all struggled. I'm struggling yeah. now. This, this same thing happened to me the other day. Uh, mind you, uh, in your situation, Howard, you were in a restaurant, so they probably have the same uh, you know, point of sale system. So that as opposed to, you know, picking up. And sure. No, that, that's a restaurant. People tip, tipping in the restaurant, right? Yep. But when there's actually no service, I mean, what are you tipping for? I agree with you on that. But I, you know, when you're, when you're standing there, when there's a really nice person that's just giving you your, your order and, it, and then the first thing that comes up and they, I felt that the other day is like, I felt awkward saying no to the tip because mm-hmm. I don't believe in it. But I also felt like, well, oh, you know, I, I don't know. Awkward I, I feel what, what, you're watching me not giving you a tip. And then exactly. you, uh, <laughs> That's right. Guys, just, what you're thinking of me, I don't know. Here's the thing. Anyway. Here's my thought process. When it's takeout, you know how much food is marked up. Yes. So you know what I mean? They're not. So again, they, when it's not takeout, you know, they don't have to clean up a table. They don't have to sweep. You know what I mean? They don't have to provide the chair and table and all these things. It's just a flat out huge markup for food transaction that that $42 of food or whatever it is probably didn't even cost them $10 to hand it to is that not enough if there's no service attached I mean seriously yeah so now on top of that you want us to pay the person that's handing it to you it's not going to happen Mm, well that's what it was for me like and and I'm like you Dan most of the time uh, until the last couple of times because I've ordered here a couple times recently since I've been back because I really like their food. It's what kind uh, of food is it? What's Korean. That? Oh. oh, fuck, it's good. 
So why don't you like to tip Korean people? What is it about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Well, you know me and uh, <laughs> the Koreans. <laughs> if it was Chinese, would you have tipped? Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. You know me and the Chinese. <laughs> oh. uh, but no, I, I was awkward, as you described it, Dan. I'm... And I'd, I'd, because this has happened now twice in you know, two weeks since I've been home, I just said enough. I'm like, I, I'm giving you 50-some-odd, $53. You're already making, as you said, Freddie, there's already a markup on it. And I'm supposed to tip you on top of all of this. Uh, and again, I wasn't snarky when I said that, but I sort of said, sort of smiling, like, well, aren't you guys going to tip me? And he sort of went, <laughs> no. It's the, the same reason. But, on, you know, uh, further to that about they should tip you, it's that's the reason that I help myself to bags at self-checkout. I always press, press zero. I take a bag, mm. but I press zero bags used. <laughs> I figure the least they can do is give me a bag. Yeah. So, again, it's just yeah. a thing on principle. I get you. Know, you. Hey, what, even by the way, across- are, are those the bags you put your stolen Keurig cups in? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hey, Caper it's Boss. Just, it's just a little thing I do. It's the All least right. you can do is give yes. me this bag if I'm going to check out my own groceries. Exactly. Anyway, so, um, even that place across the street from the studio, Pie Commission, like this is a food place, like with frozen pies. So, you walk in there and you say, okay. You're at a counter, and they're behind the counter. It's just like any other... It's not like a restaurant. And I'll say, I want that pie, this pie, that pie, and she puts it in a box for you, hands it to you, and then when you pay with a credit card, the tip thing comes up. Absolutely. What's it? What's it? Tip for what? So I know exactly where you're coming from, you know, and I, I can hit custom fast enough and dan's got a point like there's no there was no service provided i didn't when you listen i've mm-hmm. gone to the pie commission it's a great place and yeah. sat i've sat down in there different and it well it is different but you know really yeah. all the difference is they're taking that scenario that you described taking the pie and bringing it to me and i'm occupying a table and etc right. and then i then you're like oh because i know there's some people listening but it's the service industry they're already i know oh i know that and you know, you know, you know, Spencer's worked in the coffee shop, and all that's that's different. When somebody has to go, in, in, like I always say this, in a coffee shop where you order a coffee and somebody makes a custom coffee for you, <laughs> like I kind of get. Yes, that's that's the whole point of being there. But, you know, it's not just like going to Tim's where there's just some bucket of swill they've streamed through Tim Horton's jockstrap. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I, you know, I would never think of tipping Tim's because it's just like a big vat of black juice. <laughs> but I had a coffee yesterday in this in the downtown with some hipster breakfast place. And, you know, this, I asked for rarely ever and get a cappuccino, but I asked for one. I didn't, I didn't want I just I just and the guy does it and he makes the thing. I, yeah, I put an extra 15 percent on a tip it was 50 cents. But walk in and walk out, you mean? For the coffee, or were you sitting down on the breakfast? No, I, I didn't say. I walked in and walked out. My point is, okay. he had to do something. Yeah, but that's still their job. That's still I, their business. I agree. It's still their business, but there's some service to it. You know what I mean? It's I not just like, he did, it wasn't just like a vat of, I know, but I'm just saying. There, mm-hmm. uh, first, I, I know. I just recognize that there was some effort made. It wasn't just, he took a, a, a cup of, um, a pot of coffee and poured it. Here's the differentiation I would make on that, if that's a word. Um, I would never do that at Starbucks. 
because it's a chain, but maybe if it's a little mom-pop place or a private place, part of me might go, ah, I'll give them an extra couple of bucks. That was it. I was in a, it was in yeah. a little, it wasn't a chain place. It was just one of those downtown places where everyone like, walked in. I literally started to giggle because the whole place, I hadn't been in a brunch place in the city for a while. I walked in and I'm like, oh, there you are, brunch people. You know, just yeah. everybody sitting around with their dogs and talking about jazz or whatever they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, jazz and socialism, Dan. Your kind of place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kind of place you would love. Yeah. A lot of posers, eh? A lot of posers. Anyway. So there you go. I've just, uh, I know I brought up this subject a million times, but I just don't get the pickup order tip. It makes no sense to me. Another I observation I have a couple of weeks ago, I went out with Ivor and Darren. We were went to a ball game and then. We went to a, a restaurant that we went to the year before. It's uh, with the Amsterdam Brew House there, Laird Avenue in Leeside or whatever. And then, you know, over the past year, I think Iver made the point or one of the guys said, you know, over the past year, the prices have jumped up quite a bit at that restaurant. And it's, um, and then I look around and I'm thinking, you know, people are going to be priced right out of going to restaurants. But then I look around and the place is full. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like... I don't think we've reached that point yesterday. Are people just sucking it up and like, because it costs a lot of money to go out and eat now. It just, it just does. But then again, it costs a lot of money to go to the grocery store. So, well, think about this. It's all going, man. Um, There was a point and I usually, you know, you'd think at one point people would have been priced out of um, smoking cigarettes when they got to like 25 bucks a pack. Yeah. Not that I, it's it's only analogous in that people's tolerance for spending money, it, it's like the what are they a frog in the boiling water? It just rises up slowly, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, and eating is an addiction too. So well, and it's also a social thing. Like I didn't really look too closely at the hipster brunch places prices, but I know the kind of place it is. You know, and you're you you know you and I and Dan could go to Egalicious over here on. Kipling and have a, a nice breakfast for you know thirty bucks. There, it's like everything starts at thirty bucks. Like you know what? But like when we work when we worked on Kennedy Road in Brampton, you know, it's the Evan Y, the Victoria Restaurant. It was like two ninety nine for breakfast. Like why does <laughs> why are places still doing that? I don't know, Fred. Why? <laughs> so you get three eggs, pea meal bacon, home fries for two ninety nine. Jesus. So what's happened? <laughs> I'm going to read you. It's funny. I took a picture of this. This was like a month ago. Uh, Fred had told me he'd eaten. He and Delise had eaten lunch at this uh, fancy grocery store in uh, San Miguel de Allende. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I on his recommend, I, I went and ate at the same place. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I should come. It's, it was reasonably priced and, mm-hmm. and really good. So I went back there once. Before I left, after you guys all left, I went there for breakfast one day and had a beautiful omelet and some. And, the, and by the way, when you order a coffee there, Dan, you get the little mini croissants for free. Oh. Um, so anyway, I'm, and I'm looking at this sign and the sign says, Servicio es uno de nuestros valores. Gracias por no dejar propinas. And what that means is our service level we we expect good you should expect good service and thank you you don't need to tip 
They're basically saving, our, we're in the service business, so you don't need to worry about that. Our service is, it's the reason we're here. So, gracias, por no deja propinas. Propina is tip in Spanish. And I thought, isn't that interesting? That they're basically saying, our, our, the price we've charged you includes the service we give you. Now, of course, in Mexico, you know, whatever the people who made that omelet are making is, you know, it's not a lot of money, but it's certainly enough to sustain, sustain them working at that place. Well, interesting you bring that up, because I remember this vividly, wondering, sitting at that bar, and the girl made the sushi for me, should I tip her? And I ended up tipping her because I thought... She, you know, she made the sushi in front of me, you know, rolled it up, cut oh, it, yeah. and all that stuff. So I did, and I think it was 10%, which seemed to be pretty standard down there. Yes. But then walking out, I'm thinking, you know, I don't tip the cashier. I don't tip the guy that I asked, where, where is this or where is that? This person's working in the grocery store, too. Why do they get a tip? Like, there was a guy, we had. We asked him about something. I forget what it was. And he walked us all over the store looking for it. I never thought to tip him. He exerted more energy and passion and help than the sushi maker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Uh, that translates literally to service is one of our values. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but by the way. Uh, and you're right. You know, normally you don't tip the cashier and you don't tip the person that who gives you uh, directions. But, you know, I, Darren and I told you that story of being in that same grocery store. And we'd ask some guy, an older man, two or three questions. Whereas, you know, you mm-hmm. know, Darren had to find some special shampoo and whatever. Right. And uh, after about the third time this guy told us where things were, he asked me in Spanish for a tip. I was really surprised. Mm-hmm. And basically said, hey, how about something for my effort? You know, for the effort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't think they're supposed to do that. No, they're not. You know who I did tip? Because you know what it's like to, it's like when you go to a hotel and a guy wants to take your bags and it's like, no, I, I can, I'm good. Right. I can take my bag. It's one bag. And it's fine if they do. But I noticed the grocery stores in San Miguel de Allende yes. as well. Even in the Dominican, you know, there's people at the end bagging your groceries, whether you want them to or not. Yes. And then the sort of that obligation. I didn't mind in San Miguel because it always seemed to be an old woman. Almost like these, they walk in off the street and they're allowed to do that or mm-hmm. something. It always seemed to be an old woman who I thought maybe, you know, was a little underprivileged. So I didn't mind flipping her 20 pesos, a whole buck 40. But um, I didn't mind that. Not quite a buck 40, but you know, I get your point. Well, what, what, well 100, pesos, 100 pesos is $7, so 20 right. would be. A dollar 40, Howard. Is it really? Yeah. 20 pesos is a buck 40? Well, 10 pesos is 70 cents. Okay, easy now. Um, So that sign translates literally to service is one of our values. Thanks for not leaving tips. Can you imagine seeing that in a Canadian or North American store? Service is one of our values, so don't worry about it. Hey, by the way, that Uber driver, so if I, it asked, again, the tip, it was, you know, 18 to all the shit, and then custom, so I hit custom, and I just put $5 in. Um, You're talking about Uber Eats or the Uber driver? Uber Eats. Yeah. 
At first, I put 500 in because I thought mm. I had to do 500, right, Ooh, for $5. Pretty. And it said, that's a very generous trip. Are you sure? <laughs> no, sure. right. No, I'm not sure. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let me reconsider. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me reconsider. I'm glad I didn't hit that. Yeah. Anyway. Talk about the opposite of a chub. I, I wouldn't be doing the show this morning. No, you'd be in court. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd be in bed. Uh, uh, anyway, I forget my... Oh, if, if you under tips, can that affect you going forward because i know they rate you and all that could it be hey this isn't the guy that tips very well fuck him uh not i mean yeah the, the, I'm, I'm sure it goes into a rating system i i know there's a rating system on uber the the card you know service but i don't know about i'm sure there is and there isn't but i wouldn't worry about it because you know it's not like somebody's not going to take your order because you didn't tip enough. Um, Just one more thing. Bottom line, a guy that's sort of semi-retired or three-quarters retired, whatever this is that I am, and I'm always looking for something to do. After that experience, I'm thinking, you know what? I actually enjoy getting in the car and driving down and getting the food wherever it is for something to do. So it'll have to be like a, a tornado, a hurricane, mm. a huge snowstorm before I use that again. Honestly. <laughs> I don't know where I thought you were going with that, but I'm, I'm sure part of Dan thought so. Fred, so I'm a guy that's semi retired. So you know, I don't mind getting in the car and driving. So maybe I'll become an Uber Eats driver. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> that no. would be yeah. that no. would be the best because you'd be starting to send messages. To me, what do you mean only eighteen percent? God damn it! <laughs> yeah. This is the Fred man. Yeah. The no, Fred man's on the case. Uber driver, just an Uber driver. The no. conversations that he'd be having with his customers. Mm. Oh my god. Yeah, but he, you know, <laughs> your mind just runs wild because think of those drivers, eh? You know, with this stupid carbon tax, which is stupid. Anyway, um, no, it's not. No, it's not. Now here we are. Just think about those guys. It went up like ten cents a liter the other day, and it's like just think about ye, those drivers. Nobody's giving them an extra ten percent for their gas you know what i mean so these are all the things that go through your mind yes they are well listen As all that carbon tax goes into yeah. general revenue let's just i don't want to get into a carbon tax anyway. thing because we got when you fucking dan's well, gotta no, go i'm just saying yeah okay the carbon tax revenue to, yeah okay prop up carbon the carbon why don't we do this why don't we just get the fucking dinosaurs out of the ground and just you know yeah fix it all oh, boy. uh dan duran we will miss you but please send me an extra uh yeah, and I'll of course that, yeah. feature our uh, newest uh Highlight our newest sponsor, Archidec. Right. All right. Yeah, Archidec. Thank you, my friend. Yeah. Okay. Always great seeing you. Dan, always great seeing you. Mm -hmm. And uh, beside our newest sponsor, of course, we are still being uh, supported lovingly, I might say, by some very fine people. Yeah, like uh, the people at Bowdog. Let's have a look at this, okay? Let's have a look at this this morning. Are you having a look, see? Oh, look at game four, a toss-up, both minus 110 on the Bolts and the Leafs for game four tonight, pivotal game four. Uh, as far as the series goes, because they won on uh, Saturday night, Maple Leafs now favored to take the series at minus 380. Still quite sizable, I'd say. Uh, by the way, tonight's game, the over-under on that is 6.5. Now, uh, whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment. From their industry-leading odds, world-class sportsbook and feature-rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and race book, they've been providing uh, Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. Mm-hmm. Freddy's gonna take a poo. Yeah, the whole walk I was singing this. 
<laughs> so nice. dumb. As I said to Dad this morning, as I was trying to explain what my idea was, and I was yelling into the phone, shit, 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 the bed and such, and I said, you know, <laughs> I said, you and I are combined 160 million years old. And I said, this is, what, this is what I thought of first thing this morning. Ah, well, you know what? you got to find delight in every day, Fred. Well, that's it. I mean, that's life's challenge, isn't it? Um, what you also have to find is a partner when it comes to getting your idea, your side hustle, your small business. When you get this partner, I'm talking about GoDaddy. You knew I was. Then you can finally bring your ideas to live launch and start selling your products. Why not think about it today? Now, these people have been doing good work powering small business and entrepreneurs like you, potentially. For over 25 years and servicing over 20 million customers worldwide. GoDaddy is where people come to get a domain, create a website, and everything else you need to get your business online. With their free and their friendly 24-7 phone support, they're here to help you every step of the way. You can even start your website for free with GoDaddy today and try it out. No credit cards even required. Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more. Um, you know, I know that uh, you would expect the big uh, sports story, and it is. The big sports story around here is the Maple Leafs. But, Freddie, if I could just put you off for one more minute, that there is another big sports story. I'm not sure if you're aware of it. You okay over there? <laughs> mm-hmm. What is it? What? What was that? It was an exhale. <laughs> Listen, dude, you call me when I have a little burpee. (laughs) Freddie had a little burpee. Um, I'm not sure. I I mean, I think you're probably aware because you're a guy that knows stuff that a few years ago, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney, uh, big TV star and friend of Ryan's, they they bought an English, they bought a Welsh soccer team Mm -hmm. that was in the fifth level of you know english soccer i'm doing this from memory here we go and uh you may have there it was the subject of they bought it in uh 2021 and their now famous ownership became the subject of a documentary called welcome to Wrexham. so over the time they've owned the team you know i guess they put yes. some money in it they promoted it well their team scored a huge goal over the weekend when they're when they're team secured promotion to the English Football League. Oh, nice. It's the first time in more than a decade the Wrexham Association Football Club moved up. Now, they're in the fourth lowest league. They're not playing in the Premier League. But now they're in, for the first time in 10 years, these guys have got them to a place where they're, you know, they're in a more uh, professional uh, environment. But the story is so cool like the town of Wrexham has embraced these two guys. It's sort of a little bit of a Ted Lasso thing, but uh, I just found it delightful. If you if you want to if you go read about it, it's very it's like the scene at the end when they were when they were rushing onto the field. Ryan Reynolds is crying, and you know he, he tweeted out everything I own smells like beer and champagne and grass. Like it was a big deal for these guys. And I thought, you know what? It's funny when these celebrities do things like this, especially a guy like Ryan Reynolds. I don't know. It just sort of makes them more relatable 
because I guess for some reason they thought owning a, a Welsh soccer team. You should see the scenes from this thing. Like, it's just amazing. And the towns embrace these two guys. Anyway, it's quite nice. something. And you had not well, heard Ryan any- Reynolds. He's one of the guys up for uh, uh, purchasing the Ottawa Senators. Yes. A consortium. He can't obviously afford it himself, but he would front it. I, I don't. Yeah, I've read that story too. He's got some crazy net worth. Mm-hmm. But you know, even the Ottawa Senators are worth almost a billion dollars now. Are they really? Cra- yeah, like nine hundred million or some freaking thing. But yeah, something else. Anyway, this was all over the news, like NBC, people online. Anyway, no, I was not aware of that, Howard. So this is, you know, one thing I like about English soccer and that whole system over there is the relegation thing. I wish they had it. It would never fly here, obviously, because especially in Toronto, where the Leafs would be relegated to the, you know, the B League all the time. But (laughs) yeah, it'd be cool, though. (laughs) <laughs> no, it, it would be. The teams, like, I'd love it right now because the Habs probably wouldn't play in the National Hockey League next year, right? They'd be relegated to the American League or something. Or, or the NHL cool. B or whatever they'd call it, yeah. Whatever it is, yeah. So I like I like that concept. Um, but again, you, you could never adopt that here now. But that traditionally, that's what they've done over there. So that's cool. So I, I imagine that's part of the deal. They're, they're it, probably moving. Well, up that's the, the whole point is they were in yeah, the, the yeah. club was in the fifth English football division, had been relegated outside the top four mm-hmm. leagues since right. 2008. After 87 years of being in the football league, they were relegated um, that long ago. Mm-hmm. And these guys came in and uh, through whatever, turned the culture around. You know, that relegation, and we're going to move on to the Leafs now, but that relegation is why I love golf. I've, t- I've said this to you before, because it doesn't matter if you're Rory McIlroy or Tiger Woods. If you don't make the cut, you go home. Yes. Relegation, and as well, if you don't finish within the top 125 players in the league, you're relegated mm-hmm. out. You got to mm-hmm. go back and try again. That's the only professional sport where you have to qualify to play in your sport every mm-hmm. year. Imagine you're a baseball mm-hmm. player and you don't hit um if you don't hit over 200, you're in the you're in the triple A's. Mm-hmm. It, it it just gives the uh well, again, I know they don't do it because it's a team sport and a lot of individual stats are you know, affected by the team. Yeah, yeah, it's just that has to be a traditional thing. It started that way, and that's the way it is. You you can't introduce that in North America. No, of course, fly people wouldn't buy tickets. Um, and before we get to the Leafs, one other sports story from the weekend that I have to mention: There's a kid plays for the Memphis Grizzlies called Dylan Brooks. He's from Mississauga. He's a Canadian kid. And this kid is just, he's an embarrassment. In the um, a series against the Lakers, his job, he's taken it upon himself to trash talk LeBron James. Like right in his face, doing stupid stuff, dancing in front of him and, you know, calling him old. And it's just, the whole trash talk concept i've never been comfortable with anything even playing bocce you know what i mean i just don't like it um but what this kid is doing to lebron james who is probably responsible for putting a lot of money in this kid's pockets from mississauga canadian to boot is just embarrassing 
Like I, when I see the kid, I, really, if I was his old man, I'd want to slap him in the face and like, what are you doing? Anyway, check it out. It was a big story on the weekend. And unfortunately, he's a Canadian kid. But LeBron James, I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Like what he's now, is done, that a, what is he's that a done thing? for the game, and uh, is that a thing this guy is known for the trash talking kid, or is that something you think know. was a strategy? You know, like know. a Ken's, Ken Ken Linsman kind of guy go there and annoy LeBron James. I would imagine, but since this series has started, it's just if you see the replays or the highlights of him on the court with LeBron, it's just to me, it's just disgusting. But is the kid a good player? Uh, he's all right. Yeah, he's all right. He's no, I, I wouldn't call him a superstar. Yeah. You know, it's funny when you poke the bear sometimes. I remember yeah. uh, watching Last Dance, the mm-hmm. Jordan thing. And, yeah. and you find out that Jordan, man, he looked for stuff like that. He looked for guys. Mm-hmm. He looked for reasons to, uh, you know, take it to guys. Uh, perceived or real slights. He loved playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Same with Tiger, by the way. You know, mm-hmm. Tiger, you know, some guys would chirp Tiger and find out that was the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. So maybe this will get a backfire on the guy. But, but you know, even a guy like Kenny Lintzman or Brad Marchand with um, the Bruins, I don't think they target the, the super superstars. You know what I mean? They're with guys of their level or their ilk. You know what I mean? They don't go after like Brad Marchand. I don't think would do that to Sidney Crosby or or Connor McDavid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what bothers me about this. And I could be wrong. Somebody might say, "Oh yeah, Brad Marchand did that to Connor McDavid one day." But I think there's a certain level of respect there that these guys, being who they are, bring a lot to the game, which means money in the end, money sure. in my pocket. So it's just yeah and. I saw this, and I didn't know he was Canadian. I'm thinking, what an asshole this kid is. And then, oh, he's from Mississauga. Worse. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I didn't see that, but I'm glad you've told me about it. And I I know you didn't see this thing about the Welsh uh, soccer team, but go look it up. It's really, you know, it's one of those stories that it just gets better the more you find out about it. And it made me want to go back and watch that documentary. In the meantime... We uh, haven't talked uh, to anyone since uh, Thursday. Thursday night, the Leafs uh, played game two, and then Saturday, game three in Tampa Bay. I played this song because you know what, Fred, the playoffs? They're a long run. And, uh, you know, you're the expert. You're the uh, guy that used to do sports comment. I'm just a like a hack who played hockey and moose job. But I do have an opinion, but I'm going to let to. I know you, you, you know, you and I were corresponding. I even called you. But why don't you tell the folks uh, kind of what you told me? And then I'll tell you what I thought of it. Well, again, and I, I can't begin to tell you. You know, by my level, my standards, how unemotional I am through this. I just am. I just, you know, years ago when the Leafs would play in the playoffs, every game, every minute, I'd be on the edge of my seat, even mm-hmm. though I paid for the whole, the whole seat. Um, uh, I, I'm just, because again, I'm just, we're not there yet. It's like, you know, as I said last year, Leafs won the first game 5 nothing, but then they lost game 7. 
two to one. I mean, that's what matters. And even now, okay, the other night they won seven two. Super great. Last year they won five nothing. Um, they got to be in a position to um, number one, be in a position to close it out. And number two, do it. Until they do that, I'm. I don't really. I don't care. I want to see them do it, and it'd be nice if they did it. And I believe if they do it, it will give them a, a whole different psyche going into the next round. Um, but they got to do it. So until they do, I'm just sort of flatlining on this. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I am. Well, okay. Um, you know, I have was so much less invested in this, other than the fact that I. I don't know how many times I have to tell people that the uh, reason, only reason I watch the Leafs in the spring is because I like to see sports when shit matters. <clears throat> sure. I think sure. that's in more, way more interesting than, you know, watching a hockey game in February. And I don't, I mean, listen, I know people make, you make fun of me. What's, what tournament was I watching? <laughs> you asked me, what was I watching? And I, uh, I'm watching like oh, well. the Zurich Classic or whatever, but I, I just, pardon well, that was interesting because you phoned me all freaked out at seven o'clock on Saturday night. Where's the Leaf game? Where's oh, the Leaf right. game? What's with Winnipeg and Vegas? Why is that on? And meanwhile, it's scrolling across the bottom of the screen, explaining where what was going. Yeah, on. but I wasn't like what happened. I kept flipping through channels. All I saw was Winnipeg. I didn't stay long enough for them to to right. show me the it scroll. Was explained. This is overtime. Know, if you I want know. the start of the Leaf game, go to these other channels. And I, I, did. I did call you, you in a panic. And to tell you the truth, I didn't even put the Leaf game on until after the uh, Winnipeg-Vegas game was over. That's where I'm at with the Leafs, because it's like until we get, as I've said a million times even this morning, until we get to that closeout moment, um, I'm, I'm not that super invested. So, um, and as I said to you, I said, this Vegas-Winnipeg game is great. And you said, I don't care about it. I don't. And. <laughs> and I said, oh, you haven't been watching it. And you said, no, I've been watching golf. I said, what golf? And you said something about Zurich or something. And I said, oh, yeah, I bet you that. <laughs> oh, I, no doubt that's way more exciting than an overtime game between the Jets. No, but here's the thing. It's Vegas. It's, it's what I care about. I don't I, listen. If the Leafs weren't in the playoffs, I would watch zero hockey. No, I, I don't care at all about it. Yeah. Um, I might watch this. Howard, I'm like that with the NBA. Like, if the Raptors are playing, I'll watch it. Right. Like, in the playoffs. But NBA playoffs, I won't watch a minute of it. I sat, I, I turned on, uh, just before I was watching, the Zurich Classic of uh, New Orleans, which, by the way, a couple of nice Canadian boys were leading yesterday afternoon, Nick Taylor and Adam Hadwin, both from uh, BC. Hadwin grew up, uh, his family's from Moose Jaw. But they were, you know, so my interest was even more, because I'm like, these. I would love these guys to win. And they came in second. But um, it's like I turn it on and the Jays game was on from New York. Mm-hmm. And so, which I love because they're playing uh, outside. It was a beautiful day. I watched a little bit of that. But I would, I have zero. When, when I said to you, I don't care about Winnipeg, whatever. And uh, and then you made fun of me for watching the Zurich golf tournament. And, yeah. Well, and I said your mother was from Winnipeg and you <laughs> said Auntie Ruby's from Winnipeg. Oh, and that's I said, right. Well, that enough right there. Yeah. I think I said Auntie Ruby's watching the Zurich Classic of New Orleans. <laughs> um, here was I here what I would yeah. here's what I would say from watching both of those games. You know, on my excitement level is maybe I, I like it when the team wins. But what I was interested in Thursday night especially because Dan was still here and I made a lovely dinner. For Dan and I, I made some a little pasta, and I said they got to be done by seven because I want to watch how this thing starts. And uh, Dan sat down to his credit. It's too bad he's not coming back because 
his observations were like that of an insane person. Why are they? Oh, okay. Why are they spitting? I'm like, what? Mm. Why are they almost spitting? I go, fuck, I don't know. Is it hot? And then every time they would show a player spitting, he goes, there's another guy spitting. I go, just stop it. That's not the point of this game. So my observations are this, that that team that looked so pathetic in game one, they were a different group in those second two games. And I know you've been through it before, and all that history aside for the second, I was impressed. I was impressed on two, two fronts. The kind of firepower they have, and then the enthusiasm they brought to game two, but also the... They got they got some grit going there in game three. I was pretty in a, in a couple of different fronts. The not just the fighting, but the kind of intensity. Mm-hmm. I, I was pretty impressed by that. Yeah. No. Nay. Yeah. And maybe so you should be. But you were not. Well, no, again, because I again last year, Howard, they won game five at home, took a three two series lead. Game six, they go to Tampa, and they take the game to overtime, ultimately lose. And then game seven, they don't show up. So it's like all the steps along the way. I've seen it all before. You know what I mean? So I, I it's great. Yeah, they won 7-2 super. But as I said earlier, last year they won the first game 5 nothing. You know, and they won in Tampa Saturday night. Great. But they won in Tampa last year, too. Let's see what happens. Well, I got to be honest. I, uh, it's too bad. And I listen, I, what I'm about to say, I say it with respect, affection, and love. It's too bad that this team, with good reason, has jaded you to that point because what it's robbing you of is the enjoyment and enthusiasm of yes. this particular moment in time. See, I don't have the baggage that comes with being a Leaf fan because I never have been. I mean, I'm, I'm, as an observer of it, I get that there's, I can look at it more detached because I'm like, yeah, your team certainly gags it up at time. But what I got out of this, what I get out of it that you don't is I enjoyed those games, like really thoroughly enjoyed them. Not saying you didn't, but you don't, you don't allow, you said, you said it. I sit there on the couch like a, a, uh, right. like a zombie. I don't, I got excited. I got, I got into it. And uh, I was excited when they won, when they pulled their goalie and, and scored the goal. I was like, well, that never happens. No. And it was very, very encouraging. But, you know, believe me, too, the 7-2 game, yeah, they played well. Saturday night, they surprised me. Great. But the problem is, here's the problem. You have to do it four times. And this is the seventh year in a row they're going to attempt to do it four times yes that's why again that's why i'm jaded this is a guy that the the leafs last won the stanley cup in 1967 i was 10 years old and since then and again you know through my teen years my well you know you've watched me i'm a huge leaf fan have been even the years like 92 93 when they rose up and you know they got knocked out in the conference finals you came away going yeah that was great i enjoyed every minute of that but even that now is 30 years ago yeah like no i know and 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 what we've been through and this team when they drafted matthews and marners almost out of the gate they were favored to win the stanley cup and then the next year, they were one of the favorites to win the Stanley Cup. Well, this has been going on. All these other teams have sort of come up behind them and passed them by. Another frustration for me. All, all that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100%. All that's true. Mm-hmm. Everything you've said is absolutely true for you. For sure. 
and and I can see how it colors and it makes it difficult for you to enjoy in the moment the team because and part of it is too self protection. I have I have nothing to protect, so I can be you know pretty jazzed about what I saw because I don't have all that history of being disappointed because it didn't matter. It never mattered right. to me. Well, I'll tell you. Here's the thing. If the Leafs win this series, it looks like the Bruins are going to beat the, beat the Panthers. It'll be the Leafs and Bruins. Believe me, game one, I'll be sitting like here pumped because they'll, they'll have reached another level. Sure. And, and something within me tells me that if they can get over this psychological hump, they're going to they're gonna play the Bruins tough. And I'm going to be totally into that. Totally well, into it. I can Let's tell just I, get there. I can tell you from watching... These three games, uh, and I'm not the expert you are, but I've been watching hockey a long time. I'm nothing near an I'm, expert. No, but I'm telling you, I've been watching hockey a long time, and I can tell you that I was, I saw something in that in that team. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna have a good feeling about that, and I mean it. I saw something in that team in those two games that I that I that was so absent from game one, and we had talked about it that that you can just chalk up game one to being. Just freaked out, as Merrick said, squeezing the stick, you know, as they can get it out of their own end. But they had a bit of a they had a bit of um, a vibe to them in those two games, especially game three that just looked like a different team. I was like, oh, you know, that their their big players played and their their gritty players were gritty and uh yeah they had a couple little weak giveaways but i'll tell you that goaltender is pretty good too. What, what played pretty good well he won the game i would say saturday night yeah, oh yeah he held um, him in there when things got chaotic they looked very confused in the second period yeah. of that game to me they did the leafs they you know listen you always got to remember there's players and coaches on the other side too who can figure things out and make adjustments eh? and whatever that adjustment was the tampa bay made uh, john cooper their coach in the second period it confused the leafs to their credit they rebounded in the third obviously yeah um I mean, but that's part of the game it's just those when they appear to be confused and can't get it out of their own end, I mean, that's when trouble starts. And Samsonov bailed them out a few oh, yeah. times. So. But, you know, that's why I played the long run. Because in a, in a long run of a series, even, even the game, there's going to be times when, and it happened, where you're gonna, where their other team is going to have momentum, and you just need to withstand it for a while, and they did. And, you know, the fighting, you know, I can, tell the sidebar, I can do without it, you know. Doesn't really. Uh, although Matthew, who did Matthews fight? Stamkos. Yeah. So very you know, uncharacteristic. Very uncharacteristic. In fact, I somebody uh, mentioned some weird statistic. It's the first time two players in the NHL history with sixty goals apiece had ever fought. <laughs> but <laughs> see, that was strategic on Stamkos's part because he sized up on the ice that they thought that the Bruins were going to be two men short. Right. The Bruins. Or, or I'm sorry, the the, the Lightning were going to be two two men short. So Stamkos immediately goes after um, Matthews, thinking, "Boy, if we're two men short, he'll be on the ice. He's a big goal scorer. I'm just going to go grab him and goad him into a fight, so he, at least he won't be on the ice for that." Do you think he really did that? Oh, absolutely. There's no way Stephen Stamkos doesn't fight either. That was he's the captain of 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 
uh, of uh, well, that's empathy. brilliant. Then if he did oh, that, absolutely. that's that brilliant. Happens, that happens all the time. You want to go their best player <laughs> to get them off the ice some, to get them off the ice, and then it turned out the Leafs only had a one man advantage, and Matthews is off the ice for five minutes. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, it was uh, it was a dandy one, and uh, I will say this though, you know, I, I have enough jade on me that when it went to overtime. <laughs> I was saying to myself, well, then this, you know, they're not going to win this. <laughs> I did. I was like, they're probably not going to win this. This will go against them. And then they fucking won. Yeah. And it was, it wasn't an interesting, the one that went in, just that little lofty shot. Yeah. It just goes to show you just put it at the net, man. And over time, just put it at the net. One other observation I had, this Matthew Nye's kids is, uh, kid is okay. Man. Okay. Think. <laughs> mm-hmm. They had him playing. I, I don't know who he is, but he played. He had a lot of minutes, and he was and he was just one of those guys that every every shift he had a he was in the play. Well, last week he was playing college hockey. That's the guy. Yeah. Last week or the week before, whatever it was. No, I guess a week ago, Saturday, whatever it was, and then they signed him just before the playoffs because they had drafted him like right a year before or whatever. And uh, yeah, he's fitting right in. Like he almost ended it in overtime. And didn't he's, he, he's getting close. He's going to score a goal. And didn't he play with Matthews and... Uh, he played him with everybody. With everybody, but... Point. Yeah. Because he's big and he's strong and he gets the puck. He was on the power play, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I, yeah. I, I didn't realize that was the guy, but every time he was on the ice, I'm like, who's that guy? That guy's doing okay. Yeah. God damn it. What's his they name? Had him, Nines? They Kines? Had Matthew Nyes. Nyes. And, and here's an interesting... Tell me. Get a load of this. Just the way. You get a load of so, this. You know, um, Austin Matthews is from Phoenix, Arizona, which it seems odd, right? One of the best players, most prolific scorers of hockey comes from Phoenix, Arizona. Yes, sir. Not a hotbed of hockey, but that's the way it, it evolved. This Matthew Nice, guess where he's from? And the Leafs drafted him. And he's a significant player. I think you told me, but I have forgotten. Phoenix, Arizona. So, yeah, you told me that. It's it's pretty pretty crazy. Number one, that two good players like that out of Phoenix, mm-hmm. and now they're on the same team. Um, but something to watch. I think this kid he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna knock one in, one or two in. What a thrill for him. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how the uh, assimilation process works in hockey, but I would imagine that playing. You know, high level college hockey certainly, you know, has got to prepare you in some ways for being thrown into the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. Well, the problem is with college hockey, you only play about 35 games a year. So the biggest question is yes, you're good for 35, 40 games. How are you going to adapt to 80 games a season? Because even in junior hockey, you know, they play like 78 mm-hmm. games. Or yeah, they're full schedule. But uh, so far, so good with this kid. Um, generally, uh, college players have come in with a lot of uh, notoriety and more often than not lived up to their billing. There are exceptions, and I, off the top of my head, I can't really come up with them. But There's been, that's uh, the one thing. It's a whole different, it's a whole different world, college hockey. That, versus junior, junior hockey. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, there have been uh, several... Tiger didn't do it, but a, a few people on the PGA Tour basically came out of college and won as an amateur. Phil Mickelson did it. 
mm-hmm. won a professional golf tournament. Uh, Tiger first appeared on a in a professional golf tournament when he was 16 years old. So he did not win that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you what, Freddie, that was great. I uh, really got a lot out of that. And I'm excited about game four. Um, tonight, that'll be cool. I, uh, <laughs> it was, it's funny. I didn't tell you this part on the phone. So Thursday night when they won, I made this sort of uh, shrimp pasta for Dan Duran and I, you know. And uh, I thought, and I had some of the pasta left. And Saturday night, I was by myself. So I thought, should I make the same pasta again just to keep the... Can you imagine? I actually thought that. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, I go from not caring about the leaves to, like, making my special pasta. <laughs> right. <laughs> dumb. Oh, God. That is, yeah. It's pretty dumb it's, for a guy who doesn't oh, care I about the team. All, but I think we all fall into those things. Um uh, yeah, but you know where? Why? Why? I actually was thinking that Saturday. I've got that pasta left. I just get some shrimp, and it'll be pretty much the same meal. So, what happens if it's the Leafs and Bruins in the next round? Who? 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 What, what's your team? Well, that would be you- interesting. Okay, my buddy Lavery is a super Bruins fan. I was a. Tr- I don't even know. If, I definitely was a Bruins fan my entire childhood. Mm-hmm. But I have no relation to the team, and I have not as an adult. Um. That would be a tough one. My buddy Grant in uh, out east is a uh, Bruins fan as well. I, it would be tough. I mean, I, I have my. I guess if I would, it would be easy, really, because I have an alliance to the the team through you and my affection for you as a fan, as a person, and I also ha- have a bit more of an interest in the team. I know who they are. You know, I've watched enough games to have a uh, to be a bit cognizant of the vibe of the place. So I don't know. I'd probably want the Leafs to win. Yeah, believe me, I'll be totally into that series because I don't like the Bruins. I think they've been very fortunate. You know, some some years things just fall into almost like the Raptors in 2019. Everything just sort of fell into place. Sure. And when it was over, you, you look back and you go, wow, like, were they really the best team or did a lot of things go right for them? And it did. You know, with the injuries with the Golden State Warriors and stuff like that. And it's just, whenever I see the Bruins this year, it's like, it's like everything just goes right for them. You know, the puck doesn't hit the post. It goes, it hits the post and goes in. And, you know, I, I just all. Yeah, not to disagree with you on everything, but yeah. that happens. You know, that's a lot of championships, no matter what the sport. If you, they're, they're won on, on breaks going your way. There, it, because if breaks don't go your way, you don't win. You have to have some. Howie, what do they say? You got to be good to be lucky and yeah, lucky yeah, to be yeah, good. Yeah. I know. I totally subscribe yeah. to that. Well, and when and uh-huh. listen, whether whatever the sport is, injuries. You just if you get lucky to have mm-hmm. less injuries or the not a significant injury at the right time, etc. Like you know, Tampa Bay lost a couple of defensemen. I, I think yes. one of them came back for uh, game two. Those yeah. are the kind of like. I mean, so far, the Leafs have been healthy. Uh, anyway, let's uh, move on. We're uh, just about to wrap this thing up. There's more to tell you about. Oh, we've got some business here. Mm. Like the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, Canada's number one group's benefits, uh, group benefits plan for small uh, business. Uh, go to chamberplan.ca. Uh, the website there, you can click on a badge. It says get a free quote, and you can get a free quote. We're talking uh, dental, and we're talking uh, prescriptions and therapies, uh, mental health component now, HR. 
You'll be pleasantly surprised about the premiums because all these little companies have gotten together and created the image of a huge company, which means buying insurance becomes affordable for all. And they've done a great job in holding the line on premiums over the past few years. Very important for small business. Listen, several Humble and Fred listeners who have small companies have signed on uh, with the Chambers plan, and they love it. I mean, it works for them. And psychologically, just psychologically for your employees to have that security, will love it. They will love it. Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan. Go to chamberplan.ca. I mentioned that story about Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhinney's football club uh, having kind of a Ted Lasso vibe. Are you up to date on Ted Lasso? I can't remember. Yes, I am. So you saw the last episode where they got high? Yes. Okay. Um, for me, one of my favorite episodes this year. Really? Yep. I just found it very sweet. Uh, I, okay. Why didn't you like it? It's not that I didn't like it. Didn't you like had it. told me it was a great episode. When I watched it, I came away thinking, oh, okay. Reminded me a bit of the Christmas one and stuff like that. It's like, that's all. Okay. You know what it, I mean? It, because it was sort of really detached. From, from yes, from their normal location. I, I get that. I I enjoyed it. I just thought there was a lot of sweet moments. My uh, yes. the, the woman who I really liked, the tall woman, and uh, her encounter with the guy. Um. Yeah, it had a little bit of you know it had a little bit of the Christmas episode vibe. It had a little bit of that other episode which I never liked, where the other coach went off on a you know a drug fueled night yeah. binge or whatever. It, yes, but there was a lot of sweetness to it. Yes. You know, and yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess I was just an, I enjoyed their stuff with uh, Roy and and uh, her, his buddy there, the, the kid he's training, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, that, that was neat. It was kind of cute, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of it was interesting. It, okay, yeah. maybe not the best, but one of my favorite this year. No, that's fine. And the, the yeah. drag of it is, is there's only um, how many episodes left? Like three? Um, you know what? How many is there in the season? I don't even know how. We... Uh, Ted Lasso season three. Um, how many episodes? Hmm. What are you, are you reading that? Right I'm now? trying to. Okay. Uh, I can't right. get it here. Season three. One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, there are. Seven, there's going to be 12. Mm-hmm. So the next one is uh, released. Um, April 26th. The last one will be May 31st. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to get a little bit more about Keeley's, um, uh, you know, with, mm-hmm. with that other woman. I thought maybe that, um, that, uh, that subject line would be explored in, in this episode. And it, she wasn't even, she was, Barely in the episode. Yeah, she was sort of... T- I guess they mm-hmm. did that on, on purpose. Maybe she had something else yeah. to do. I'm looking through this on Wikipedia. You know, it's funny. Brendan Hunt. Funny. Interesting. Curious. Uh, he plays the other coach, coach with the beard. Mm-hmm. You know, he's written many of these episodes. 
Has he really? Yeah. The other guy that's written a few episodes as well is uh, Roy Kent, Brett Goldstein. In fact, the story goes apparently that Brett Goldstein was brought on as a writer initially. Really? And they just loved his character, uh, his vibe, I guess, and hired him to be Roy Kent. Okay. But I'm just looking through the... Uh, a lot of them are... Uh, not a lot, but a few are Jason Sudeikis, mm-hmm. who I think I mentioned last week is getting a million dollars an episode. Fantastic. So there you go. So, so yeah. What, 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 was, what number was that the other day? That yeah. was... Uh, God, that was episode... Five, was it? Or Episode five, signs. Yeah. So we still got seven more to go. Yes. Well, uh, a lot can happen in seven episodes. So another series I watched. <clears throat> uh, I mentioned the Florida Man last week. Just a six or seven episode series. Really liked it. <clears throat> I talked about it with my buddy Lumby uh, yesterday, and he thought it was re- it's horrible, but that's fine. But I did watch a. Uh, it was horrible. <laughs> What would you see in that? That's right. It was brutal. It was just brutal. It was brutal. Um, but I enjoyed it. Uh, part of the reason I'm I'm enjoying it is because I'm watching. I also mentioned this. I'm watching these series now with Spanish subtitles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bit distracting, and I, you know, the the subtitles go by so fast. I don't pick up a lot of words, but I pick up enough. And I, it confirms some of the words I already know, so that's cool. But I found a, a series that I really liked. I watched it over the weekend called The Diplomat. Have you seen it on, featured on Netflix? No. It's about a woman who becomes the ambassador, the U.S. ambassador to London. Mm. And it's set in modern times. It's set in nowadays times against the Russians having invaded Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, apparently there's going to be a season two, but it was an eight episode arc. And I watched it off and on in between hockey games and golf this weekend. And I just recommend it. It was really, really well done. Uh, this woman who's the star, Carrie Marshall, I think her name is uh, Carrie Marshall, something like that. Um, just beautiful. But but in a really interesting way, very not super like model hot type of woman very very attractive but very her character is very competent and i think it's a kind of thing you and delicious would like that's all i'm going to say about it right uh yesterday i got caught up with marvelous mrs Maisel. yes another one yeah really enjoyed that up to date with it and really really enjoying it I'm curious though i i, I was i wrote that down i i thought i was going to ask you have i didn't really the last episode with all the musical shit. Yes, I thought that was odd. It, yeah, it was a As bit. As I sat there, I thought, it's interesting when they were writing this show, they thought this was a good way to go, but yeah. that did cross my mind. Yeah, me yes. too. In fact, at one point, I really liked that show. I told you, we were talking about it last week, that it was back up to date. Mm-hmm. But there were a moment or two in that episode where I was going to fast forward it. I just, I just, I'd had enough of the singing and the dancing. But mm-hmm. in the end, you know, it all kind of made sense and... And uh, Tony Shalhoub, the guy that plays her her father, he's one of my, Abe. He's one of my favorite so characters. Good. So fucking good. Yeah, so good. And and uh, what's her head that plays her mother? Used to be on Two and a Half Men. Juicy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, very attractive. One thing. Listen, I'm not one to to notice costuming, but 
I love seeing what she wears. Oh, yeah. Midge and her mother wear. Like, I'm fascinated by it. Well, it's, you know, it takes us. It's, it's of a time. Back. It's in the early 60s. And yeah. You know, I know what you mean. I kind of a little they bit. They look in their clothes. <laughs> yeah. And, and a little bit of that fashion reminds us of her. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Maybe our moms or something. But Midge, maybe. Midge right. especially looks very fetching in those costumes. But I remember, what's her name? Rose Wiseman? Yeah. Um, what's her? What's I have her, no idea. Uh, Judith Har- Harper. Judith Harper is her name? Yeah, something like that. But I remember when she was on Two and a Half Men, because she was Alan's ex-wife or estranged wife, and she'd come to the door, and I used to think, man, she's attractive. Oh, Whoa. yeah. Wow. Oh, what I see. attractive I- woman she is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. See, I'm seeing her now as a younger woman here. Oh, my goodness. She's 57 years old. I've done the... I've investigated. She's 57. Because I thought, is she old enough to be Midge's mother? But well, she's only 32 years old. What's her head? Oh, I see. I'm, I I did yeah. not watch Two and a Half Men. But seeing uh-huh. my uh, friend here, yeah. fuck, she was like... That's what, 10 to 15 years old? E- easily. Yeah. She was so, a juice factory. Without a doubt. Very attractive woman. And, wh- and how... Her costuming on Mrs. May is just amazing how good she looks in hats. And anyway, and she plays that part so well. Fantastic. Like really, really well. And, you know, it's funny because season four of Mrs. Maisel, you know, it wasn't it was OK. Rachel and I watched it. It wasn't like, you know, the best. And it's coming to an end as well. I think there's only four or five episodes left. But what I thought was interesting now that you're up to date is the way they through the first couple of episodes foreshadowed the success that she was going to have you know what i mean not giving it away too much but you know Mm -hmm. there was that sort of device where they showed her and now what she's like now and the career she had it was very interesting oh everything is so interesting howard one other uh, note i'll make in this uh, regarding apple tv yes sir not so much their fault because i can understand it but major league baseball's deal with apple tv I think it's such a disservice to loyal fans. Friday night, for example, the Jays and Yankees is an Apple TV game, mm-hmm. and they don't really, they don't really promote that a lot. So, like Friday night, my mother-in-law is phoning me. Where's the game? Darren uh, texts me. Like, where's the game? All of a sudden, the Jays are playing the Yankees, and you put it on Sportsnet. The game isn't there. So they have these select Friday night games over the season. Where it's on Apple TV. That's the only way you can see it. Great if you have a subscription. Super, you click over there. But number one, have a subscription and to know it's actually on there that night. But to loyal fans, I just think it's so unfair. You take a Yankee game on a Friday night and you park it over there. Uh, Listen, and I understand business. I understand there could be a day where we pay for everything we watch. Mm -hmm. I get that. But... Just very aggravating, and especially, you know, the the Blue Jay TV demographic, I probably, it's older than, to me, probably than any other sport. Maybe Maybe golf. golf. Maybe golf, I don't know. But it's just confusing. All of a sudden, it comes up on a Friday night, you want to sit down and watch the Jays and Yankees, for crying out loud, and you're scrambling, where is this? Where is it? Where's the game? Why? What? What? And I, and... The presentation is not very good because the people that do the play-by-play in the commentary obviously lean Yankee way. 
and I don't know who they are. And during the commercial breaks, it's just a fixed camera showing the outfield. There's no commercials, which is also aggravating. So you have Apple TV? Yeah. Okay. I don't. Somebody somebody in the family does. <laughs> I don't pay for it, but however that works. What do you mean? It just, it just happens to be on your TV? Yeah, I guess one of the kids was here and put it on. Or, oh, you know, good for I you. Yeah. So let's review. Uh, let's review. Yeah. You steal coffee, grocery bags. And uh, streaming services. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sure you've never. <laughs> We're not talking about me. We're not talking about. This has nothing to do with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think we know you. Well, I think we do actually. <laughs> um, okay, uh, that's good. Uh, Dan's not coming back, so let me tell you, everybody. Tomorrow. Why isn't Dan coming back? Very busy. Oh, okay. Uh, but tomorrow's going to be a good show. And you see, we've been very good. Come on, everybody. We've been very good. We've been Trump-free. But tomorrow, our friend Noel Kassler will be here. And we'll talk all things uh, U.S. politics and what a cesspool of nonsense uh, those people are and what they're going through. And uh, can I mention the retirement Sherpa? Wait a minute. We're we're not going anywhere before we do that. Tim Niblett is a portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Again, last week, another Humberland Fred listener has jumped on the uh, the Sherpa train. And uh, so far, so good. I mean, really, they're, I'd like to have a list, a number of people, Humberland Fred listeners, that have... Uh, you know, decided to use the Sherpa to, uh, you know, build their personal wealth towards uh, retirement because it's a long, illustrious list. And why not? Uh, as I say, Tim's a portfolio manager. Raymond James is a solid company. Calm, cool, collected. He's got all the answers that you need when you're building wealth. If you have a portfolio you're not portfolio, and you're not happy with it, he'll have a second look. No strings attached. No obligation. Tim's just that kind of guy. The Retirement Sherpa, retirementsherpa.ca. Yeah, I just got a, uh, a text here from our producer. Um, he said, um, and by the way, I made a mistake. There's only six episodes left. That last episode was called Sunflowers, and it was the um, sixth episode. So there's six to go. Boone says, uh, I'm sorry, Toronto Mike says... I watch Ted Lasso, but don't love it like everyone else, of course. And in my humble opinion, last week's Sunflower episode is the best in the entire series. Excellent. And I wrote, that's absolutely ridiculous. But you are a nice man anyway, Toronto Mike, formerly Boone. Mm -hmm. Well, it's just how, you know, how you, uh, again... Yeah, I know. How subjective. How you receive uh, something. Yeah, receive. How, it, how it's, you know, it pulls your strings. Janks your chain. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, I've got my uh, Spanish class today. I've got to get ready for my Spanish class. Um, It'll be interesting talking to Noel um, tomorrow because I noticed, you notice, like, speaking of the guy, the orange imbecile. Do I, no, do I, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, yes. he's sort of been, he's sort of in the weeds. You don't hear as much as from him as you thought you might. And it's, it's almost like he's resigned to something. No, he's not. Because I've got a stat here from NBC News that shows what? 70% of GOP voters are behind him. No, that's not what I'm talking no, about. No, I know, I know. He's resigned to the fact that he couldn't, 
you know, ultimately not be able to run. That's all. I'd rather talk about getting ready for Spanish, to tell you the truth. I gotta, okay. I've got, okay. I've got a few hours, and I've got to get ready for Spanish. Okay, uh, chicas y chicos, um, thanks very much for listening today. Hasta mañana. Hasta pronto. No, don't be silly. Riva, riva, Andre, Andre. Come on now. Hasta mañana. Hasta próxima. Uh, todos. Uh, we'll see you uh, tomorrow. And uh, once again, uh, thanks to our new sponsor, Architect. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Bodog, Air Adventures, EVNet.ca, GoDaddy, and our newest sponsor, Architect Outdoor Living. Better building by design. We read all of our emails, Humble and Fred at humbleandfredradio.com. You can like, you can subscribe. We really would love it because it helps us out by charging up the getting noticed algorithms. So does getting your friends to listen to just one show. Just one show. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And remember, service is one of our values. So we don't expect tips on your way out. In fact, we'll give you a tip. Enjoy every goddamn day. 